1: Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A.
3: Hey, and welcome to What Future? I am your host, Joshua Topolsky. And today, we got a real banger. We got a real killer episode. We have invited back our friends, Emil DeRosa and Ben Kahn, formerly known as the hosts of a show called Trillionaire Mindset, but they have gone through a uh, transition to a new place. They are moving on into a new state of being and I wanted to talk to them about it and you know about other stuff because they're super interesting and I don't want to waste any time so let's just get right into it I want to set the scene actually for the people who are listening to this and it cannot see it I've got Emil and Ben here. They're back, and uh, Emil is in a. Uh, uh, he's in a what looks like a, I'd say a teenager's bedroom. Maybe no. actually, it looks like it looks like a bedroom. Maybe where where no. somebody where it, was, it came pre it came pre decorated. <laughs> he's in a hotel. No. Where are you? Okay, he's waggling his finger, saying no. He's trying to get a word in Edgewise. Go
4: ahead. Uh, it's a dining room that has a desk off to the side. And I think he's maybe referring to my the very cool uh, New Yorker artwork on the wall uh, yeah. that every team has.
3: Yeah, it looks like
4: it looks like it, the
3: apartment came with the New Yorker poster. That's uh, not an insult bit. to you, or maybe you'll take it as an insult. OK, and then Ben, much worse situation. <laughs> he's sitting on a gray what looks like a sofa. I can't tell. For, it may be a nice sofa, but it looks like one of those sofas you see on the curb. You know, like someone threw it out because they got a new sofa, but that's the one. I
5: fucking hate this sofa.
3: Yeah, that's the one you have. And then above you, directly, symmetrically perfect above you is a in through wall air conditioner with the cord hanging down. So it's a real Mm -hmm. like one of the guys who gets killed and breaking bad during like a meth deal gone wrong. That's like the it's sort of that vibe. Yeah. Listen, I'm not I'm not here to drag your apartments. Okay, (laughs) I'm here to talk about some real shit. I'm here to talk about some heavy stuff. But before we get into it, uh, Emil. Mm. Did you get your nose pierced since the last time we talked, or was it pierced when we the last time we talked?
4: It was pierced, but I might have I might have switched out the piercings. Oh, I think okay. I might have had a stud last time, which is a oh. a little, probably harder for you to see.
3: That's right. And um, even though we've got very high resolution uh, yeah. video images here, I like it.
4: Uh, thank you. I, I'm now rocking a gold nose ring.
3: Yeah, I'm. A, my wife has her uh, septum pierced, so I've seen a lot of different varieties of septum uh,
4: jewelry. Yeah, it's fun. You can play with them. Yeah, a little bit of a summer accessory. Yeah, I like it.
3: Maybe I'll get a piercing of some sort. Maybe I'll I had my eyebrow pierced in my rave days. It grew out, which I thought was like the universe telling me not to have my eyebrow pierced. It was sort Mm. of like my body rejected the concept, like the style, which I think is good. Mm. All right. So listen, let's I want to talk about a few things here that are very important. Uh, Now, you guys were on the show pretty recently then mm-hmm. after the show by the way because i had to listen to some episodes of it and watch some of you guys on youtube and then after the show i was telling everybody i could find i was like these guys are really funny you should be interesting you should check out their podcast then i get some news my my phone starts uh, blowing up just recently and i see that that you have left the trillionaire mindset completely and moved on that's correct and you now have a new podcast is that correct that's right. Am I getting all this right? That is right. And your new podcast is called—I don't—I don't want to mispronounce it, but is it called Pay Pigs? Is that correct? Pay Pigs with Ben and Emil.
5: That is correct. Yeah,
3: yeah. Pay Pigs with Ben and Emil.
4: We wanted to make sure that as as soon as Trillionaire Mindset was was off the air, that we were right there with our audience still, and so yeah. we we got to work. We built out we built out an entire studio.
3: You and, did? Um, why are you not coming to me for yeah, this an studio? Exact
5: replica, <laughs> an exact replica of Emile's apartment.
3: <laughs> I'm assuming you didn't get to take the the desk, which, you know, I was very enamored with. You didn't get the desk. <laughs> we didn't get the desk. What, what happened? Can you tell me what happened? Why did why is Trillionaire Mindset not happening? I mean, you can give me the clean version, like the edited for radio version if you want, or you can
5: give me the truth. That's up to you. Whatever you want. Sure. Emil, would you like me to field this?
4: Take a stab at it, partner.
5: Okay, I'm going to take a stab. I'm going to go Charlie Manson style. with this. Okay, actually, that's actually not him, but one of the other ones. So that would be someone else explaining he didn't it, didn't that. Stab no,
3: he he told yeah, people yeah. to stab, but you should actually now tell Emil to do it because that would be more Charlie Manson. <laughs> so, Manchin no, too. Emil is Charlie
5: Manson in this case. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm one of the girls of summer or it's whatever you recall. It's a
3: great, ana- I, guess you, I guess, great stuff to be thinking about right now. But, all right, let's, you're in a very <laughs> yeah. dark
5: place. O.J. Simpson. I'll go, O.J. <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, so soon. Allegedly. So, <laughs> allegedly, true. So, uh, basically, we came to a point w- with contracts where we just were at an impasse and had to part ways. And okay. due to confidentiality agreements, we can't mm. really say much more than that. Right. Except for that, yeah, we're now on our own. Right.
3: Okay. I mean, classic
5: media story. A tale as old as time. Uh, I'm sure you've been there plenty of times.
3: I have. uh, Yeah, actually. You know, the funny thing about it is. It's weird to do something within a, within a business where you don't actually have ownership of stuff. And again, I'm not, I don't know your, your total, the exact situation, but right. obviously like if you had ownership of trillionaire mindset, you presumably would still be doing that, maybe just not with the same crew, right? right. Actually, one of the reasons I ended up uh, eventually doing a startup was because the idea of pouring all of this like energy and passion and creativity into something that I ultimately could not own in any way was, uh, you know, it sucked. It sucks. You know, it, to a degree. I mean, there's certain things you do if like you're an accountant and you're like doing, you, you work at H and block or whatever, and you're like doing taxes for people <laughs> like, I don't. You're like, wow, I wish I could take ownership of these people's taxes. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, there's a lot of work you do. If you work in retail, for instance, like you're not like, why don't I own the gap? Probably. Right. But if you've built something like from the ground up, that is like has your essentially your name and personality attached to it and you don't own it, it's it's a painful it's painful to have to walk away from it. You know, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but.
5: No, no, you you've, you're on you're on the the right track, and that's not also a condemnation of TMG Studios, our, our former home at all. It's uh, right. It's one of those things where we wouldn't have been able to do what we did or create what we created without TMG Studios without their reach, their expertise, their resources. And that comes at a cost, right? You, yeah. It would be bad business of them to just be like, "Yeah, sure," and you guys can just yeah. own the thing and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's yes. Like, well, you get what sure. you pay for. You, I totally get it. I mean, I can yeah.
3: make an argument here. I could make an argument, and perhaps I will make an argument that. Listen, this is I don't want to get into the weeds with you. I'm sure there's a lot of wild uh, contract shit that happened here. And, you know, it's probably a very difficult time in many ways uh, to leave behind a creation. But yeah, I mean, it's like you two are the irreplaceable part, in my opinion, of trillionaire mindset. That's just one man's opinion, of course.
4: Did you say replaceable or irreplaceable? No,
3: did I say replaceable? I didn't mean to.
4: <laughs> I just want yeah, know,
3: you know, know, to cut out. I just want to clarify for the audience. That's not what I. That is not what I. I think what I thought I said was in Jenna. Maybe you can check the tape. But you guys are the irreplaceable part oh. of of Trillionaire Mindset, in in my opinion. And uh, and so I assume that the people who like Trillionaire Mindset are are going to be eager to to find uh, pay pigs. I do have to ask though. Tell me about the name. I know what the name. I know essentially what the name is referencing or, or the concept of it. Can you talk a little bit about the name Paypigs and and what uh, how that came to, came to be
5: the title?
4: Ben, so would you like to be Charlie Manson at this point, and I'll be one of the gals?
5: <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, go take out that stabbing knife, please. <laughs> we had
4: to. <laughs> we had to come up with a new name, a new brand for the boys. Um, we are in a funny space, which is sometimes we get lumped into finance bros, and it can be uh, the last thing we want is for people to be intimidated by the subject matter. Right. And so we were always just thinking the same with joy in our mindset. You know, we want something that lets people know it's not your typical thing. It's going to be goofy. It's going to be accessible. It's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. Right. Yes. Yeah, so I might, I imagine you might be referring to the fact that pay pigs is a term in the kink community.
3: It's a, it is a, yeah. I mean, that's how, that's what I know it to be because yes. I right. am one, uh, <laughs> you know, hardcore pay pig. A pay pig is like somebody who, it's partially like I, maybe there are other uh, meanings, but it's like a person who, like wants to give someone money mm-hmm. Yeah, get it's off on
4: it. It's someone who gets off on financial domination. So
3: you'll often right. see it. Fin in, Dom. Fin Dom, as it's ex-
4: exactly. You'll often see it in the Wall Street space where guys who have a lot of money will give you know say a dominatrix a credit card and they'll have her go out and spend a bunch of money and they'll Mm -hmm. be, you know, cluing them in on how they're using their credit card and everything. And so we thought it just kind of fit in well with kind of subject matter we're talking about. And also our attitude about it. You know, we kind of think these wall street guys are sickos. We kind of think that, (laughs) These fat cats down in DC are sicko's. Okay. All right. And ben,
3: Ben, isn't Ben a trader? Isn't Ben a professional trader? Is that am I? Yeah, but he's not a he's not a sicko.
5: Uh, sure. No, no, not at all. But financial domination is a really cool term, I think also. And it uh it I feel like it does apply to what the spirit of Wall Street and kind of the economy is too. It's all about Everybody's constantly getting financially dominated. We're right, all right. under the thumb of the powers that be. And then also, lastly, one little thing: there's the old Wall Street adage: "Bulls make money, bears make money, pigs get slaughtered." So <laughs> wow, that's that's too long of a
3: too long of a name for our new podcast, though. Unfortunately, right? <laughs> that's dark shit. That's really uh, okay. I mean, it makes sense. I like it. Uh, you know, I think uh, it evokes something. It evokes a very strong image in one's mind yes. uh, and it's a dirty, nasty image. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I love that.
4: And we're dirty, nasty boys.
3: Yes. No, I know if obviously you're, you're filthy boys, uh, but so are there going to be changes from trillionaire mindset? Are you gonna do new things with the show? Is there anything that with the format that you might do differently?
5: Yeah, I think we will. We- First and foremost, we want to go from being once a week at an hour per episode to maybe two to three times a week at 20 to 30 minutes per episode. Oh, interesting. Because oftentimes we find ourselves not only missing certain... News things that happen, but we also find ourselves just having to cram a week's worth of stuff into one episode, and right. it's just not practical. Right. So, and and also we we want to kind of go. Sorry, do you hear that fucking leap blower? Do you hear? a leap uh, Yes. <laughs> Yes, Emil, take it away, man. Take it away. (laughs) Yeah. So, guys,
3: we gotta gotta talk about your studio situation more than anything. We got it. Listen, listen. I get it. You're in the early innings here. Okay, you just are in a transitional period. Don't stress out about this. We've all been there. Okay. Thanks. I've had twenty fucking people in my in my uh, living room trying to pick a name for a website. You know, it's right. It's. I get it. We've all had the leaf blower, the leaf blower experience.
4: To answer your question, I think, you know, I don't think we want to just make Trillionaire Mindset too. I think we are, we're very proud of what we did. I think, I mean, that was a show we loved, but this is forced, this is forced us to kind of, rebrand and rethink it and what Ben said that was something we had talked about for a while this cutting it into shorter things where we can where we can cover more things and still have enough room in the episode where we're letting our personalities come out because I think that is what is most fun about our show we're talking about right. some heavy things but we like to be ourselves and inject a lot of humor into it and then it's got a much more intimate and personal feel to it you know if you've seen the first episode that's come out It's just us, and it's we're not on this set. And I think, I mean, I was surprised a little bit because I was a bit, I was a bit worried. There's obviously a drop off in in production quality. We well, yeah. If if you watch the last episode of Trillionaire Mindset and then you watch the first episode of uh, Paypigs, we move from very beautiful, expensive set that has you know probably the highest end cameras you can use and you know all of that with producers around us, and 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 then we moved to just, you know, the exact replica of my apartment set, and <laughs>
3: right, right, the painstakingly detailed apartment set. Yes.
4: So we were very worried that people were maybe gonna have a have an issue with that, and we've found th- the vast majority of people it's, it's quite the opposite. People seem very kind of excited and um, stoked that it's just kind of like the boys doing their right. thing. And right. So I'm pretty jacked about that.
5: One more thing is that speaking to what Emil said about the name Trillionaire Mindset, we found the humor of it kind of went over a lot of people's heads. This was anecdotally from from third parties and friends saying, Hey, I recommended my your show, but people some people think that it's like just about finance. So <laughs> right. we're hoping to get away from just being about finance and being more. News-driven, current events, kind of comedy news. Yeah, current events, comedy news, kind of thing.
3: Right. Interesting. Okay. So that's that's actually fascinating. I mean, all even though the name itself is obviously very like money-related. Yeah. The the focus on. I mean, you guys did. I mean, on, on on the old show, you definitely talked about stuff that wasn't just finance related. Like, there was plenty right. of stuff, right? Yeah. But but you're saying like th- you think that this new the new show gives you a freedom to go further, go outside the bounds of like, I guess like yeah, trillionaire mindset is sort of a it evokes a very specific kind of world
4: yeah right but i do think you know with the name and everything i do i think we like talking about this kind of stuff even if it's current events stuff we like talking about it through that specific lens of money and big business because i think it is it's everywhere whether you like it or not they it's it's everything they control everything and i think you know some people really like it like doing it through a lens of of politics and that comes into a lot of the things we're talking about but these are often you know who's controlling the politicians and all of this stuff and i think you know so when we're <clears throat> getting into a current event we we're like well let's get down to what's really going on here you know what i mean right
3: i did read your reddit because you guys have like a reddit uh trillionaire mindset reddit where i was i was trying to figure out what was going on you know when i when i heard that you were you moving to this new thing and you have some very dedicated fans i mean you've got people who really like are invested in what you two are doing which i think is a huge deal. I mean, yeah,
4: dedicated is one way to put it. We, me and Ben, have both both made peace with uh, the fact that our, our fans will one day kill us, and that's okay with us.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you, you feel like there's a thread there, the violence, uh, kind of psychotic <laughs> violent thread that might uh, hit you somehow?
4: No, no, no. I'm joking. I, I, I love them. They are very dedicated. It's uh, They are the best, and um, it has been very sweet this entire. Because uh, you know it's difficult. We, we we really loved what we did and what we created, and it, we weren't stoked that it was coming to an end. Right. And mm-hmm. it, so, but it was really heartwarming, not only the Reddit, but comments on anything we were putting out, messages we would receive, people saying you know just the nicest things and how much they appreciated us, how, like ways that we've impacted their lives. It was it's really incredible the support.
5: It's uh, it's I'm just gonna second that. It's just uh. It's wild that in order to be successful at this, you really don't need that big an audience. You just need the audience to be very sticky and very involved. And one of the ways that we, that I personally try to, keep that stickiness sticky is I try to be as active as possible in replying to comments on our, like on our new YouTube channel. Now I can actually be in there and actually reply, responding to DMs, which sometimes I'll dedicate an entire afternoon to on Twitter, on Instagram. Really? Wow. Oh yeah. Because uh, not only do I enjoy it, but just that little bit goes such a long way. People appreciate it so much and without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. And you never know who they're going to then share it with. Just it's 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 important to maintain that.
4: Can I say one more thing about that too? I,
5: I don't think so. I, I don't know if we can. <laughs> oh, we
4: we were at time. <laughs> uh yeah, that's
3: it. We gotta sorry, I guess we gotta wrap up. This is great though. Um
4: it, th- there's a bit of a an upside and a downside to this. They're they're very dedicated and but it, but it makes it hard for us to do things under wraps. So we were not ready to launch what we but what we were doing was setting up social accounts and YouTube accounts and just getting everything ready. Right. And that included setting up our our Patreon account. And so as soon as we set up an Instagram account, it was immediately found. It ended up on, it ended up on the Reddit. And then the, the Patreon we had set up ended up on the Reddit. We had not even announced it yet. And hundreds of people were going into our Patreon to sign up for a thing that didn't even exist yet. And it was just like, holy
5: shit.
3: Yeah. I mean, I mean, when did you, when did you turn on this, uh, by the way, I love the, I love the, uh, Instagram. When did you turn on this Instagram account? Like, cause you like how recently
4: we turned it on like the Wednesday before, cause our last episode came out the Friday. So we turned it on, on the Wednesday and we were going to announce it yeah. Friday after our last episode had come out and it was already found. And so before we could even announce anything, people were following yeah
3: i mean you have tens of thousands of followers already at 12 yeah. 000 followers right you're you're i mean that's that's huge they talk about numbers in media and with podcasts and there's like these fucking like joe rogan numbers or whatever and 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 you think everybody has to aspire to be like on the top you know and i can tell you like we you know with working on this podcast the early days of kind of figuring out what we we're going to do we're like looking at like the top one hundred Apple Podcasts. We're like, oh, let's what, what are people doing here? Like, what are the names? Like when we were naming this, we're like, what are what's the kind of name that we might choose for this thing? And it was like, if you compare yourself to like the top one hundred, and ultimately we picked a name that was very different than all those. But um, you know, it's it's like people thinking get in the mindsets, like that's how it has to be for you to be successful that you need to be in that top 100 list or whatever. I and mean, for, look, I don't know, you guys may be in the top 100 list soon and we, I hope we you did, are.
4: We did crack it briefly
3: uh, when we launched. Yep. Did you? With, tr- with Trillionaire? With, or, no, with or with PayPigs. So I think it's... Oh, with PayPigs,
4: really? I, I believe that it's a bit of an algorithm trick. I think when a new show comes out, they're they're more prioritized. And because mm-hmm. of our active fan base giving us a bunch of reviews and interacting with the show, right. I think we were oh, getting a boost from that. But it was still pretty cool. I, I think we okay. ended up top 30 for a bit. And now oh, that's amazing. Yeah, was, that's amazing. Was also cool. great,
3: great life hack. Janet, can we relaunch this show <laughs> and get a bunch of AstroTurf reviews? I'm not, they had real ones, but I'll have to obviously pay people to review our show. That's very interesting. That's huge.
4: Yeah, but you're exactly right. I, I, I think that's true. I think, you know, it's funny. I was just reading a story, but do you know that comedy show, Hollywood Handbook? Uh, You know, I know the name.
3: Is it? It's a podcast. Yeah,
4: it's a fantastic show. It's been around for, I think they just hit like their 300th or 500th episode. It's a very funny show. Oh, Oh, wow. And, That's um, but they were talking about, I think, so they were on a network. I can't remember. It might've been like earwolf or something like that, but it basically they were like, we didn't work for the network system where it was all predicated on, on growth and hitting growth numbers right. and all this thing. And right. he was like, but what we did have was a very dedicated fan base and they ended up just moving away from the network and then starting a Patreon. And he was like, it's sustainable if, if this many yeah. people want to do it, but. We can't, we're a weird show. I don't even know how to explain it to people. And so the growth model is very difficult, but we will find this. Right. not very,
3: you guys, that. Yes, yes, yes. Are you saying you're, you're a weird show? No, no, show? that
4: was me quoting and paraphrasing, right,
3: right, right. I mean, okay, I didn't know where the quote was ending. I wanted to be, want to clarify for the listener because <laughs> you weren't doing air quotes the whole time, yeah, which is true, as is traditionally expected when you're quoting someone else.
5: <laughs> oh, he does this all the time. I never know what he's talking
3: about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like I just wanted to be sure that you were now not re- talking about your podcast. No, we're going to grow. Yeah, no, I, I I think I think that's very likely. If you've only done one episode, if you don't grow after that, then I think we'll know you know, it was a great ride, but, uh, unfortunately time to hop off the train and, and, uh, hit the hit Walmart or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think the thing that you're talking about, we're having this, like this following is, is so valuable. And, um, there's a great interview with the showrunner or the creator of the babysitters club show on Netflix. I don't know if you've read this and I believe the interview is in New York magazine and, you know, they were canceled after two seasons, but she was like, our viewership was, you know, Netflix doesn't share numbers. So it was really interesting to hear this. She's like, our viewership was higher than like most shows on Netflix. And also from other in, if you look at the competitive landscape of shows in that kind of genre or like that totally killed them in terms of viewership, like it had a huge audience, but in the world of Netflix, if it's not, if it's not like a squid game kind of audience, then they're just down at the bottom of the list, right? Like, so in the, if you look at that, that little microcosm, you know, in the world of Netflix, Babysitter's Club was something, even though it had like more viewership than a typical network show for their purposes, it just, it couldn't work, you know? And I think like, that's a good illustration of like, where having a dedicated, uh, you know, fan base that wants to follow you can be really powerful because you can create things that are not going to be Squid Game level. And by the way, not that you guys, who knows? I mean, fucking PayPakes could be the next Squid Game. We don't know. You know, a, a year from now, I could be watching you guys battle to the death for a huge prize. I haven't watched Squid Game, so I'm not really sure what the plot of it is, but I think it's something like <laughs> I'm that. I'm glad
4: you said that because we do we do plan on executing poor people at some oh, point yeah. in the future. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that.
3: That's what I thought. I actually, yeah. I had heard, I saw that on the Reddit, people were saying that. That was going to be the season two. So, okay. The business model is for you. Mm-hmm. You have a Patreon. I can't just listen to an episode. Can I just no, listen to can. an episode for free? Right? I can't. No,
4: you can. You can. I can't.
3: It's all widely available. But if I like you guys and I want to support you, I go to Patreon and I pay a monthly, Sometimes monthly I just wanted fee. to be
4: clear. Even if you hate us and want to support us, you can yeah. go to patreon.com.
3: Right, right. If you were like a person who derived some kind of pleasure from paying for things they didn't want or like. Sure. Like probably in in, somewhere in the spectrum of pay pigging. Yes. There's some version of that, right? Like that feels like a little bit of a tweak on uh, someone's using my credit card. I guess like a dominatrix could be like, I'm subscribing myself to all of these podcasts that you clearly dislike. And we are. That's actually a pretty good one.
5: We're here for that.
3: Like if I were doming somebody and in a pay pig scenario, I would probably, I'd be like, What's your favorite podcast? And I'd find whatever the polar opposite of that is and subscribe them to it. Yeah, that's that's it, actually... that'd be a
5: good idea. You'd be a good dominatrix, okay. Josh. I'm
3: thinking about going into it. Actually, I'm thinking a little side gig, little side hustle. You know,
5: these days you got to be, you always got to have something on the side.
4: But sorry, Ben, I think you were you were in the middle of explaining so our
5: before the the model that we had before was we had trillionaire mindset, which was a show about finance and and news and and the markets, right? And then behind a paywall separately you could get trillionaire mindset ad free and then okay. on top of that we did bonus content we did another hour of just us shooting the shit it's just right. it was no no holds barred just whatever we wanted to talk about and we got pretty there were some pretty emotional episodes where there was a mailbag episode where people asked us some pretty intimate questions and we shared um, just our feelings, thoughts, experiences, life, life lessons and stuff. And, hmm. uh, people really, really responded to that. And, um, that was really cool because there was a lot of just outpouring of support and love and all that stuff. Right. And now we are, since we are still just hitting the ground running and bought all the equipment ourselves and kind of scrambled to make this happen, yeah. we are currently basically just doing The that kind of show, that after hoursy kind of show, that's just us shooting the shit, right, for free with the extra time behind a paywall.
3: Oh, interesting. Okay, so there is a paywall component, but it's not the main course. Essentially, is that right?
5: Right. Yeah. And then with with Patreon, we've got other stuff. There's perks like there's a Discord and there's a uh, there's two live shows that. Have sold out so far. I mean, they sell out within twenty four hours. So hey, you get it. Perfect. You, you get did the, those. Those are done. The live you know, show. The second one is on July eleventh. Isn't the one in Brooklyn? Did you already
3: mm-hmm. do that one at the Bell House? Okay, right. Mm-hmm. I got. I got. I got. I think I'll try to come out and see that one. But how are you doing it?
4: Those were those were never called Billionaire Mindset Live. Those were always Ben and Emil Live. That was just me and Ben oh, interesting.
3: doing boofs and spoofs. So that part of it was not part of the contractual arrangement with the right. Right. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's smart that's great. You keep doing the live show. Yeah. What level of the Patreon would I have to put in to become an ongoing part of the podcast, like an on air part of the, like What would the investment on a Patreon level be for someone if they were a super fan, I'm not saying me, but a, a, a one a, someone who follows you? Is there a number that you think like an ongoing, like a monthly installment payment of X gets you? You are a recurring guest on the podcast. Oh, I mean that would have like $25,000 get... $25, a month and oh. you get to be
5: a recurring guest of the podcast. That's not enough. I was going to say like $500. <laughs> no, like, no, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, now $500? once a month we have a 10-minute segment. What?
4: $500?
5: No, that's too I low. Know, I know, think that's it's not him. It's someone else. <laughs> like
4: <laughs> well,
3: yeah. I would pay more, I mean, if anything. Now I wouldn't bring any value to it, <laughs> He's but, a yeah. permanent guest. So, <laughs> well, like oh, a recurring. So many... Let's say well, actually you could have tiers, right? You could have a recurring guest Right. You get somebody who comes on occasionally, maybe they get to be on once a month or something. And then how many shows do you think you're going to do every week? You said two or three, you don't know yet. Eh, Two or three. Okay. Okay. The people are going to want you to get specific about that.
5: We're going to do like once a month. YouTube Live uh, for like an hour, hour and a half. Those are always something. So at
3: at what tier could I become a a co-host on the YouTube Live? Like, you guys got to really spice up. You know, you you could be really creative with this, you know. Like, but what would be a third host? What do you think the monthly cost would be for someone to become the third host of of PayPigs?
5: Yeah, I don't know. $500? No, man, (laughs) man. No, I'm really good at negotiating. It <laughs> sounds he, reasonable. He started high, yeah. and then I went low. Yeah, you, yeah, gotta, you
4: twenty-five
3: thousand, and I yeah. was like, "We're in the money." You know, dress for the job that you want is what they say. Right, and so right. five hundred bucks a month for a permanent permanent co-host slot. No, we're saying okay. So there's YouTube Live. I want to just be. I want to be a. I want to be, be on YouTube Live. Not me. Again, I'm not. I'm not. A, and I'm not asking for a friend. I'm just curious. Yeah, what would it cost someone? Is there a number you you could even consider for that's for that type of thing?
5: That is a good question. I don't know
3: because that's the kind of crazy shit you could do with a Patreon.
4: I would start considering. Anything above five thousand dollars a month, I would ent- entertain the idea because you okay. have to remember, if it was someone like you, you know, you've yeah. got a lot of media experience, you've got a lot of hosting experience. Sure. That's one thing, yeah. but yeah. I would have to imagine this person is not going to be that, and it would right. likely tank no. our show. Just the just the third mic <laughs> well, who's like not. Well, that's why you at get at it. it. <laughs> well,
3: it's a, so it's a, okay. Interesting. So you're like, well, five thousand a month would be. Enough to uh, possibly tank the show. That's interesting. Uh, You mean just but just that YouTube
5: live? We can find a way to make it work.
3: Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking like what like ten grand a month, uh, fifteen grand a month for like a I'm a I'm a host of the show.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now we're getting
3: closer. I'm a co-host. I mean, you could find some great talent that way. It's interesting, just an interesting yeah, thought. I was
5: thinking like what a, who the, the couple Saudi princes that we have in our in our fan base do you? gladly pay. Do you have Saudi
3: princes in your fan
5: base? I doubt it, but that would be fucking cool. Well,
3: I don't know if you know this, but the Saudis are making the Saudis are making a lot of investments in uh in uh, US businesses and in just in trying to diversify their uh you know their holdings. Um you I think you I assume you saw the news I don't about know
5: why they don't just stop
3: <laughs> uh actually my understanding is they're trying to diversify away from 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 oil is actually a big part of it. You know, and so you think immediately, you know, what's a huge industry that's generating a ton of money, like an oil level uh golf, golf. exactly, exactly. (laughs) You hit the nail on the head. It's like military industrial complex, oil, (laughs) professional golf. Just like those are the top tier (laughs) money. How about this? What are stories that are happening, that are unfolding, that you may not have done or talked about that much on Trillionaire Mindset, but you're going to put a little bit more time and effort into on the new show?
4: We've got the general election coming up that everyone's mm-hmm. going to be talking about. will probably be... We're probably paying close attention to... Politics, you know, so
3: more pol- more political commentary. Oh, yeah.
4: There's a lot of loopy shit going on. Um you We know.
3: covered uh, a lot of RFK,
5: a lot of RFK Jr. Oh, yeah. RFK, what's going on with this fucking guy? <sighs> okay, so a, a couple things. I ran into a funny conundrum where I can do an impression of him very easily okay. because he's got a very distinct it's voice i don't know if you're right on I, I've,
3: I've i've heard him speak i mean if you did it could you do a little bit for us here i mean i want to put you on the spot
5: Hello. sure I me mean, uh, well yeah uh, he, uh, he's got a, an affliction in a vocal box so he can't really talk oh really right well. like, that's what that is what he sounds and it's like very very hard to listen to yeah um, right. but we
3: were ableist that's ableist of you but fine carry on go ahead fucking <laughs> destroy your career that's so
5: fine true. <laughs> it's no big we deal. We built the bulk of the the impression behind the paywall. Oh, that's on, good. On Patreon. Because
3: you know what's good. There's no way that could leak out and have people just saying you're a fucking ableist behind closed doors. I mean, I would just say, let me give you a little. I'm going to give you a little professional advice now, if you don't mind. Sure. I think. By the way, I I don't think. Um, I don't think you'll be ding too bad on that. It's, it's a distinct way of speaking, well, but and here's I don't the think thing: you're, you have, you're not making fun of him.
4: But doing an impression of the doing an impression of the president is like part of the game, right? Every yes. S- SNL, every cast needs someone who can do Trump, Biden. Fucking. I
3: look. That is the way he sounds, and you're not making fun of his of this uh, issue that he has. You're just trying to recreate his I, I I, just want to be clear I'm joking about the ableism Thank I, you. I no, don't believe exactly what I, I don't believe you doing a uh, an impression of him is ableist by nature and in fact it's ableist to say that it is um, in a way because it suggests that the only reason you could be doing the impression it's you know what I mean it's just like where does your brain why is I your brain exactly going to that I mean yeah but I will say if you're going to do something that's questionable putting it behind the paywall is like not the answer in my opinion like on a oh. professional I'm give you on a professional level if you're like, well, it's, but it's behind the paywall. It, it almost adds, it makes it a little bit more problematic, I would say, in a way. Like, if you didn't think it, it could go on happen. the main show. <laughs> no, it's good. Listen, I this mean, is great. I started You're-
5: to do it on the main show, and then he wanted, Emil wanted to talk more about him. So I was like, all right, screw it. Let's just keep going. You got to remember, okay, here's the thing
3: like, for the big dogs, there's no repercussions. Okay. They're not going, There, nothing's going to happen to them. Right. Right. Like Joe right. Rogan, Joe Rogan had to like two, two, 20 years of podcast where he's just saying the uh, N word for reasons that nobody just saying the most racist shit, <laughs> just the most ra- crazy shit, like so racist. You're like, e- there's no way to hear this without going. That's just patently racist. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm so really sorry about that or whatever. And that was it. That was it. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Spotify didn't do shit. People didn't stop listening. He's fine. Nobody's going to say shit about it. You, on the other hand, one false move, one wrong move, one false step. And you'll be squashed like a bug by people on Twitter. That'll be it for you. You'll be, you'll be nothing. That's true. You'll be. So I'm, glad we got rid of that. I'm glad we cut out that segment
5: where I make fun of Native Americans then. So,
3: you know, what will happen is you'll have to reemerge as a right wing person, which is the only right. way to reestablish your, your dominance in the podcasting world is to start like a, whatever, like the Republican version of pay pigs would be, uh, which I don't it's know. The same,
4: it's the same. We just say the R word now. Right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just like Rogan, just like Rogan, which I I like, which I embrace. Okay, so anyhow, so you talked about RFK, but RFK, the thing that is odd to me is that he's getting like regular coverage because he's Robert Kennedy's child. We're like, okay, we got to take him seriously, but he has some like tremendously batshit crazy ideas about medicine, like you know, dangerously batshit crazy ideas about like vaccines, like he's like you don't need a vaccine, you just need to work out more. I mean, like, literally, there's a video, you've seen the video of him, I assume, like, doing push-ups in, in jeans, I assume we've yeah. all seen that, right? i, that. <laughs> yeah. I saw the videos, he's got
4: a great body. Uh, he's got a great a- body. I'd get, <laughs> got
3: a body, I'd love to get, he's got a hard body, I'd like to get my hands on it, but then, no when he, if, great body. If, if he starts talking about his ideas, then we've got a real problem, I, I don't think, want it.
4: I think this is why you're seeing so much of him, he's doing a good job of capturing this audience, because he's going on, he's going on podcasts, which is, you know the you know in the 2020 election some people went on podcasts bernie, uh, bernie sanders went on joe rogan but, do i hear am i hearing an invitation but, i feel
3: like i might be am i hearing an rfk jr you're like saying i need no. to engage more with we his would i would love to that. have him. No, that would be great that would be huge for you i'd like to get our uh, jenna can we book rfk jr on this podcast actually he in all seriousness let's let's i would like to book him if at all possible can we look into that sure Thank you. Okay, sorry. Go. Ahead. Let's get back you know, back to you, would, you guys.
4: He would probably do it, and that's the thing. Can you imagine Joe Biden doing a an hour and a half long With me? interview? Definitely. Can we also see if we can book Joe Biden. Do you think Actually, he would come on the show for an hour and a half?
3: On my show, no, no I don't think he would. But there's, a, you never know. He might. Maybe he listens to it. Maybe his grandkids he are like. You can what barely future? do oh, a
4: free plan speech. I would without.
3: fucking love to talk to Joe Biden, man. He's cool, so cool. So he's the best. I love Joe Biden. Uh, just a cool guy, just, just cruising. Uh, Jenna, can you please put both Joe Biden and RFK Jr. on the guest list, or just on the we want
5: sure i'm dead serious i'm okay. gonna reach out to his his campaign and try to get jenna him on. can
3: you just make sure you get to them before ben does because i need uh <laughs> I, I need him i need to engage with him on some of his ideas on the show
0: Ben has no booker now right so i'll beat him no matter what oh how dare all right
3: he? you got no booker you're all on your own very good very good jenna thank you for that masterful stroke of strategy anyhow right you think that you think he's getting attention because he's going on podcasts I think it's a very podcaster centric view of things can I be honest with you
4: dude everyone listens to podcasts especially like the the very like online people who I'm are not, who yeah are talking I'm not about debating
3: him. that I believe I think you're right but I think it has a lot more to do with the fact that he's a Kennedy I have to tell you and if I just on the basic reality of our media landscape I think First off, that family is a fascinating, weird, tragic. It's the most Elvis of the political families. You know what I'm saying? Like they are the oh, it's, Elvis of politics, if that makes any sense. They're haunted.
4: It's endlessly
3: entertaining. It's, it's fucking Camelot. It's an American story. The assassination is a mysterious fucking uh, Pandora's box that we've never quite figured out. His assassination, his dad's assassination, you know, uh, Pandora's box. That whole thing is just like uh, you say Kennedy. And people are immediately interested. They want to like see that person. What's what sucks about it is a person with these ideas should be fairly like laughed out of the room by most serious people. Like, uh, and he is laughed out of a lot of rooms. You know, and, and and I'm not saying you know this is so funny. I hear myself saying it, and I think about people going like oh, you don't want people to have free speech. They shouldn't be able to express their opinions. Why shouldn't he get coverage even if he doesn't agree with what you agree with? And it's like, sure, you know, that's true. But I do think there's an outsized amount of attention put on him because of his family name, not his great policies.
5: Yeah, and I think it also, because he's had kind of a groundswell on social media, TikTok has played a big part of it. Uh, Going on Joe Rogan was probably a huge, huge bump for him. Yeah. Cause once you get a, a, a compelling enough sound bite that catches fire on the TikTok algorithm, then it's really hard to put the genie back in the bottle and then it becomes our it's like liver king, that guy fucking liver king for a hot couple months on who's TikTok liver and all over social media. Wait, sorry, months. who's liver king? Liver King is a guy who is <laughs> all about like living like caveman and, and, and living like caveman and he's never got a shirt on and he's just he eats like <laughs> is raw he, is he animal meat is he is he ripped yeah, oh yeah yeah and he was everywhere okay. he was going on every single podcast and part of it was because that's what the tiktok algorithm dictated okay. it was okay. just putting him Jenner.
3: janet janet can we get liver king on, <laughs> can we get Good him watch. on the on the booking uh, list would like to talk to liver Didn't king he fall about from
0: grace like i i also yes, think yes. he he's eating all this raw meat he turned out to be like not who he said he
5: was. Wow. Which it was is, that, and it turns out that he took steroids. Sure oh, well,
3: he, you know, he still has 1.8 million followers on Instagram, though, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. it's just, God, oh,
4: humanity. <laughs> oh, do you know how much seething jealousy I felt when you said, who's Liver King? <laughs> to, to not have that well, in I mean, my I, head I, would I'm be... Less,
3: I'm definitely less online than I have been in probably 20 years. Yeah, so lucky. <laughs> um, it, liver here is meaning, like, He's living, not like in reference
4: to the body part, right? <laughs> no, no. He eats a lot of raw liver because oh, because it's okay. the most okay. nutrient-dense part.
0: You guys are all missing the commonalities here, which is like you're talking about two white men with their shirt off all the time. Mm, and like, showing right.
4: Them well, themselves. I think True.
0: and Joe Rogan does that, too. So I would just like to say there's a
4: common trope.
3: here. Alex Jones. Alex Jones also took his shirt off a lot, actually, now that you mention it. Maybe we're missing True. out on
4: all four of the. All four of those guys are beat red for some yeah. reason. That's, from I steroids,
3: I think, from drugs and steroids. Is that what it, is that I, what it, I don't. They don't seem like people who are living actual healthy lifestyles. Like they don't. They don't strike me as people who are legitimately in good like shape. Like like yes, he looks like RFK Junior looks like he's in good shape, but like one bad flu and that guy's fucking done for. Right. Okay. <laughs> Straight up, you, you, you. I mean, not everybody's going to die from a bad flu, but. It doesn't help if you don't have the flu vaccine, you know, and he's not getting that shit.
5: So I don't know. A lot of these these right wing people now, it it seems like now they've just they're going back and questioning everything we've ever been taught. And I saw a few months ago some some prominent right wing accounts talking Mm -hmm. about how sunglasses are bullshit (laughs) and how they've been lying to us and how it's actually good for your eyes.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's fucking, it's crazy. The position of the right-wing party in this country is, not to go down a rabbit hole, but it's like, there's no policy position. It's all cultural and social, and it's all just a bunch of, like, a smorgasbord of batshit crazy grievances that have nothing to do with how anybody's actually living their life. Like, the trans stuff is, like, is a rounding error percentage of, of Americans who, who who have to consider or engage with anything happening with trans people. And it has become a centerpiece of their policy for reasons that is like beyond comprehension. I mean, I guess they're trying to stir people yeah. up to, to think that, you know, it's like their pedophile projection that somehow it's an extension of their pedophile projection that like Democrats are really into child abuse. That is the best they could come up with, which is like, a schoolyard taunt at best, you know, kind of It's exhausting.
4: Yeah. I I mean, I think if you were to go around any neighborhood and just knock on the door and be like, Hey, what are the things you're most concerned about politically? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you most want to hear from a candidate? I don't think the things that that person would say would be the things that are being talked about. Yeah, on they're like, news they're shows. like,
3: they're like, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it's, it's
4: like, they probably say, I want to be able to afford the, you know, healthcare for my family. Right. I, job, I, like I, jobs, I want jobs, the economy. Right. I want job safety. I want to make sure education is available to my kids, sure. that kind of thing. Yes.
3: Normal things, normal things that normal people think about that is actually a problem. And, but, and, and
4: I think that's across the spectrum. Like that's left and right. I don't care who, whose door you knock on. I agree on. with you. I, think I,
3: I do agree with you, but I, I think generally speaking, as of late as of like the last i don't know let's say decade ish but definitely it's been going on for a long time but there is really only one party that seems to be engaging with like uh, trying to do things for people who live in the country that like who need help and need support like it feels like you know like obamacare is a thing that would the, the republicans did not want that they don't want people to have health insurance like and people really want health insurance and like it, the the people who say they don't want health insurance just don't know that they need it, like, basically. They're, like, not really aware of how important having health insurance is, you know? We're, like, one of the sickest countries in the world. Like, we have we have people who are so sick and dying here and it's, like, has lo- a lot of it has to do with the fact that we don't have readily available, universally available
4: healthcare for people. Josh, the free the free market will take care of that, you commie? Sure.
3: I mean, I'm not, I, I, I see lots of wonderful, industrialized, very successful, very rich countries that have uh, just, you e- e- in a basic form of some kind of socialization i'm not trying to get I'm up j- on my I'm, on my soapbox no, here joking. no no i understand i know you agree with me you're a bernie guy you fucking give it all away yeah. you'd love to have everybody just just go step up to there's a you know on every street corner there's a machine you just hit a number and it spits out as much money as you want that's what you'd like i understand you know you're not but you guys aren't you're not living in reality fucking bernie you know it's gonna like skateboard into the white house and uh you know fucking dude hell yeah make america skate again baby <laughs> skateboard into the white house and turn off the military industrial complex leaving us exposed our borders open wide open fucking uh, uh you know exposed to the threat of the chinese but hey listen could happen could be see this is where i'm t- trying to take the show in a, more of a, a rfk jr direction (laughs) you know like
4: there's a lot of money there's a lot of money a lot of money very lucrative direction look at the lucrative direction no it is that's
3: what i'm saying and Ben, once the tapes are come out with all of his ableism he'll have to unfortunately move in that direction which is Emil. you could you you could still you could still uh, salvage what's left of your career here but uh it's going to be tough to get out from under that shadow you know,
4: I, I will say I did participate. I I, I, I played a I, I was playing a reporter that was asking RFK junior okay. questions. So I think I might be culpable.
3: I, if I were you, I wouldn't have said that on another podcast. Personally, I wouldn't have called it out. But
4: yeah, <laughs> Jenna, can we take
3: Jenna? Is there any way we can cut that out? But hey, that's just one guy's one old guy's opinion. OK, we should wrap up. I mean, we could go for much longer and there are many things I'd love to talk to you guys about, but you, the, all, all we'll have to do is I will give you that five thousand dollars a month and then just pop on whenever. Love that. Um no, you'll come back, especially after you get after you get the PayPig stuff rolling. Uh and so you've got a live show. Just want to re- I want to recap. I want to give you any I want to give you as much promo love as humanly possible. You have a live show in Brooklyn at the Bell House on July eleventh. What time does that show start? That is such a
4: good question.
5: I don't know, but it doesn't matter because it's sold out. It's
3: sold out. A sold out fucking show. Look at these guys. And then. Yeah, and sold out in a day. And PayPigs. I can find PayPigs on Instagram, pod at PayPigsPod. What, did you get a Twitter handle? What's your what's your Twitter handle?
4: All socials All Same socials thing. are PayPigsPod.
3: pod. And what about if I'm on, if I want to hit, if I want to cruise to Patreon, that's patreon.com slash PayPigsPod. Okay. Correct. Apparently. You get a $15, a VC fund, $15 a month level. This is good stuff. Very interesting. We need to
5: update that with with what you get because so far it's just, you know, nothing. No difference
3: from piggy tier at this time, which is, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, I'm not feeling like it's selling me on it, but, uh, you know, you got to do your own thing. Uh, Anyhow, look, guys, I just want to say, as expected, this was super fun. I'm very excited for your new, this next chapter of your careers. Uh, I'm sure you have a lot of challenges ahead, a lot of new uh, frontiers to chart. And, uh, and I'm excited to watch it unfold. Thank you. And I just want to say I'm not going to pay the Patreon, but I support you guys like, uh, you know, in spirit. Like, I feel <laughs> I want you to succeed. I believe you can succeed. And uh, I'll be watching and also regularly inviting you back to check in on
5: the progress. Thank you so much, Josh. Coming from you, that means a lot. We appreciate it.
4: Thank you, Josh. That feels so good.
5: Thank you.
3: Well, those guys are great i love i love i love those two they're uh they're the future in my opinion the future of uh of podcasting as we know it uh the future of hard right hard right wing podcasts and i'm excited excited to see how it all unfolds well that is our show for this week we'll be back next week with more what future and as always i wish you and your family the very very best
1: Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A.